Get goonted and welcome to NEA, a podcast with two goonty boys. Uh, welcome. This is, of course, an Adventure Time podcast. I am one of your hosts. <laughs> I love how every time you do a bit, you're like, and we're back to being serious in PR yeah. with Russell. I can't do it for forever. I, I can only do bits. <laughs> I think the issue is singing. I don't want to sing uh, for... More than I'm like watching the clock. I'm like, okay, it's been 10 seconds. People are going to go, wow, this sucks. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I'm Russell Tindall. Get off. I'm <laughs> diggity DJ Nettie P. Yeah, we're, we're your co-hosts. As, as you know, this is my first time through this series, Adventure Time. And uh, we're on season four, episode 25 today, I Remember You, which is a good, good old Marceline episode, uh, but I, th- I figure we should probably catch up a little bit before we get too deep into it. Ned, feelings about this week, about this episode, just broad, broad feelings. I mean, broad feelings, this, you is a, uh, this is an intense episode, I feel like. This is one of the sadder ones and gets you gets you that like body chill feeling of like, okay. I'm like now emotionally tied with these characters and their backstories. So I like this episode. This week, yeah, it's just just a twerk week. I'm coming off of a bachelor party in Miami, and it's like four days in a row with four hours of sleep. So, this it, mm-hmm. the the working afterwards has been a little difficult. Oh man, I could only imagine. So, yeah, I had a, a very restful weekend uh, getting into this week, pretty good. And I got to be honest with y'all, today was. A bummer of a day. I I don't want to bring down the mood, but I think it's I think it's this episode, bro. I think I'm just so into like I watched this episode four or five, six times. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I think I was just so invested in what's happening with Marceline and with Ice King that it was starting to affect my mood a little bit. But today, I have one of those days at work where you just like you know you just feel like. Uh, unproductive, like you were saying before this call, we, you kind of felt a similar way where you you did a ton, but nothing really got accomplished. Yeah. So you're not sure yeah. you really feel like you accomplished anything. I, I had a little bit of that. I had a little bit of like, oh man, I don't know if I'm like good enough. That Like I started second mm. myself and that's not good to do. Um, but I think we all do it. I think it's okay. And I think as long as you're like aware that that's natural and you know, like tomorrow I'll probably have a, a banger of a day and I'll, I'll figure things out. But today things just weren't coming to me as I was working uh, and as I was trying to do formulas and, and crap, right? Man. In Excel and, and in SQL and whatnot. But regardless, uh, man, I think I'm in my feels a little bit and I think this episode has a lot to do with it. And it does make me really excited to now be done with work and to be getting into this podcast and this episode with you. And I, I don't know where we're going to go with this. I think there's part of me that definitely just wants to just talk about how goonty we are and, and the goons, <laughs> Gunter and uh, Gunter and just spend the entire time doing that. But I guess at some point we got to get serious. So, well, the good, I mean, the good thing is I feel like this is a, this is an episode. I mean, similar to like work weeks like that, when you don't really get to process it, it can like just weigh heavy. And I feel like us, like even this episode with our weeks and everything, like once you get to sit and talk through it, 
process it, you you can dig deeper and just be like, okay, I'm glad I like said something regardless. It's therapy session, you know, therapy session for the week, therapy session for the episode of like, I have to tell someone how I feel about Marcy and Ice King. And I have to like realize that somebody else like has my, the same empathy that I'm feeling for the characters. And it just, it just helps, you know, and similar with this episode, I feel like Marcy doesn't have Simon anymore too. Like, mm-hmm. and that, that the, you can see that's wow. it's the same mentality, man. Like she, you can tell that she has a lot of pent up shit that she's got like festering in her, you know? Yeah. Gosh, do you even have that moment where she yells at him, Simon? And he's like, what man? Like doesn't even recognize his name. I, I get it, man. I mean, I think in a way this episode is kind of about, or I felt like it might be a little bit about dealing with uh, a parent who's struggling with mm-hmm. dementia you know, and, and struggling with aging and is no longer quite fully themselves, whether they're struggling with remembering who they are or who this person is that's taking care of them or why they're here and just all of the pain that can go into that situation. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've been fortunate enough in my life not to have to personally deal with anything hands-on like that so far. And, and that feels like a blessing. You know, I, I think back to when my great grandmother, which not a lot of people can even say, yeah. right? But like, yeah, when my great grandmother passed away, like ninety four, you know, and and I didn't see her that last visit. We went up to North Carolina, and you know, my mom was like, "You didn't want to see her. Like, it's better that you didn't see her." And I that was such a like crazy thing to hear did, her parents did say. Did she to have you. dementia at that point? I think at that point, she. I mean, she was losing it. She wasn't at all. Yeah. I mean, the way mom described it, she wasn't at all who she used to be and didn't recognize almost anybody. I mean, she was so old, you know? Yeah. Uh, but so I just, and that was, we were traveling. We weren't living with this person who was struggling with this. And this is a moment where Marceline is like with her father figure who is struggling with some sort of a memory loss, uh, you know, via the crown, which uh, as we learned one of the songs today, like, Obviously, it's keeping him alive. He's needing to do it, the sacrifice for her. But then he's also like apologizing, like, you know, we'll get into all that. But it's uh, it's good, man. But it's definitely a heavy episode. If that's something you've dealt with before, I can only imagine how you might get in the feels watching this episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had, like, honestly, both my grandparents uh, passed away with Alzheimer's. Oh, uh, yeah. Not from Alzheimer's, right. but with Alzheimer's. But mm-hmm. yeah, my my uh, my mom's mom passed away, and she was in a nursing home for a while. Like like lived a long time with Alzheimer's, so it was like it was years and years and years of like going to visit her with her. Not like oh wow, pretty much by the end of her life, all she could say was "goodness me." Like she was like uh, like non vocal at all. So that was really tough to see my mom go through that, and kind of the same frustrations that like Marceline feels I could see my mom going through of like, I know, you know, this, I know, you know, this, but like, it's not coming through. Um, yeah. And then my granddad, he had dementia and the dementia quickly, like within a year turned into Alzheimer's. And then he probably passed away after like about a, another six months to a year of that. Oh, wow. Um, and watched my dad do it <clears throat> on his side. And he had, he had supported my mom at the time. They were still married and had supported my mom through my other okay. grandma's death. So I think he knew a little bit what to expect from it. 
and how they and, um, handle it maybe yeah yeah but still but still got to him it's still weird to just like see, yeah see people that yeah. you love that have been part of your life that have been uh, you know person you looked up to and took care of you and then you're taking care of, of them um and yeah it's, i, I can't imagine very, that uh well i was gonna say it's a very interesting concept in in marceline's song that the nuts song like am i nuts are you nuts um that she said that she kept moving away and that simon kept finding her um yeah. Oh, yeah. which is huge you know the first marceline episode in this in adventure time she talks about how she like you know wrote like I've got all these homes and the treehouse was one of my homes and mm-hmm. the cave house was one of my homes. And now it's like, we do actually realize that she was moving mostly. I mean, she was having like adventures of her own, but she was moving a lot to just like be a, away for like, away, away from time. And you'll, you'll learn yeah. in a future episode that there's a reason like, mm-hmm. um, spoiler drop a little bit. Like he kind of pushes her away when they part ways. Okay. Um, on purpose to protect her, really. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, she. I'm in. Yeah. We'll definitely dive through each of these songs, and nuts is one that I, I would almost. I mean, it's so short we could read it out loud and kind of dive into each verse. But that's a really good point. It really that second verse very much speaks to uh, their specific situation and and their like near immortality or immortality in a sense. And it's crazy that yeah she she's probably moving away for you know, to get away from him and get away from their past or, or whatever it is that he said or something like that. Um, but he just, you know, subconsciously keeps getting drawn back to her for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's it's so fascinating. But just to wrap up the dementia conversation, I guess, I think this episode also, in a way, kind of illustrates what it's like on Ice King side of things to maybe struggle, like as someone who is struggling with dementia, you can kind of get into they're they're or empathize with them a little bit right mm-hmm. it seems to me and it, it really feels like both parties in that situation just have to have the utmost patience um with each other and i i don't know how you would ever tell someone or, or even remember to do that if you were struggling with dementia but certainly like you just got to be really patient yeah i i guess you know it's it's yeah. tough but yeah, what a good episode, man. I, I love this episode. I, I really do. And I think a lot of my feelings for this episode kind of are based on the music because the music is so much of this episode. Uh, I mean, it's it's, just, it's the core of this episode. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about the music. And there's, I mean, I've got more deep thoughts on that too. Absolutely. Yeah, but. I've got a, a whole, like, I, I wouldn't mind reading it real fast if that's cool with yeah, you. Yeah, go for when it. When I first watched this, after my first time watching it, I wrote down my feelings for this episode. Um, and how, like the initial thoughts, right? And I did, I spent a little bit of time trying to <laughs> articulate this in the way that best <laughs> described how I felt. So forgive me if I use big words that are kind of ridiculous. But, anyways, uh, I start off, I love this episode. It's use of music as a medium for expression. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. It's not that the music is incredibly refined or overwhelmingly beautiful outside of a verse or two. Uh, which we'll get into later on in this episode. But the improvisational tone is there, which is pretty consistent with all of the Adventure Time, you know, favorite songs that we have. And unsurprisingly, though, Ice King Sing is about as impressive as my own would be, or as my own was <laughs> at the beginning of this episode. Russell right? sings like Tom Kenny. 
that scene like Tom Kidding when he's doing a, a voice. Um, <laughs> but the you know the characters really say something in each song, and their complicated feelings are expressed in simple melodies. Personalities mix as clashing vocal performances inevitably blend together, which is you know Ice King and Marceline to very different talent levels of singing. Uh, in this episode. We feel Marceline's longing for her father figure she once knew and Ice King's eternal struggle with loneliness and the effects he received from years of donning the crown. And I, it's, it's just such a good episode. I, I don't know if it's in my top three of all time, Adventure Time, throughout you know the four seasons we've watched so far, but I, I, it, it might be. It honestly might yeah. be. It's one of the, yeah, it's a way deeper cutting one. And we've talked so much on the podcast for like in general about how the show's going to get better. It's going to get deeper. It's going to get more intense. Like, trust me, trust me, trust me. And this is one of those ones where it's like, okay, this, this is the like champagne pressure popping the lid of like, Mm -hmm. we have a simple episode. We really don't leave Marceline's house. It does just feel like, you know, most episodes cram all like these crazy adventures into like 11 minutes. And this episode is just like in her house and they're just having a conversation pretty much. And it feels like an 11 minute conversation and they still manage to like put that much content in there and make you feel Mm -hmm. so much in a very little short period of time. Um, Which is great, man. I just, so I'm glad that this one, I think as we, as when we do our season four recap, I'm glad that this one is the one that stands out because this is the one I've been waiting at least to, the last five or six episodes, I'm like, just come on. If Russell, as soon as, as long as he doesn't give up on the podcast before we get to 25, <laughs> like, we're going to be good. Yeah, man. Well, before we get too deep into their story and all, I think we need that. Well, we got to talk about Finn and Jake because they're mm-hmm. kind of useless this episode or they're kind of used. Uh, they yeah. were kind of annoying me. I was kind of no, rolling my eyes no Jake, watching them. No Jake mistakes. Well, we've we've seen them in the past. Like, I just wasn't interested. Bit. As, they're, as they're coming in, they're interjecting. I was like, what? Dude, this episode's not about y'all. Like, y'all need to take a well, backseat I mean, here and in, in let the past, what's happening the, happen. In the past, stalking Ice King, they have come across like moments where like I know they were I, watching I him and he went off. And like, I think really that the Nice King episode was one of the ones where they were like stalking him and they're like, you're doing something weird, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, they were shocked. That, true. And, okay. Weirdly enough, this, this is the technically the second time we've seen Marceline in season four at all. She was in the two-parter with uh, Daddy's Little Monster and Return to the Nightosphere. But that's yeah. kind of like why this is a breath of fresh air as well. It's because like we haven't gotten Marcy. And so we had to throw in Finn and Jake. They like Yeah. Just to have it like adventure time E. And Finn and Jake get my tops of the episode as oh, well. Oh, do they really? Okay. That's yeah. why you're defending them so much. No, no, I'm not why? defending them. I'm just defending only Jake's line of uh, I don't want to misquote Bad it. Bad biscuits made the baker broke, bro. Uh, that was my second tops. <laughs> um, no, it was okay. your harassment of women makes me sick. Oh yeah, that's fair. It yeah, is I a good that line. Was, that was a good line, and it had a, a fun little factoid behind that line too. Yeah, is that um that the the voice actor John uh, John DiMaggio actually like voice acted on Batman the Brave and the Bold as Aquaman. And so when they told him to do a Batman-style voice, that's why he's so good at it, is he's done okay. like Batman-style superhero shows. So Cool. Yeah, right on. Kind of a, a factoid and a tops all combined into one. 
Well, JT Dogzone, uh, according to his book, also yep. known as, in my my theory, yes. Jake. I, we will um, continue to say JT Dogzone is technically right. well, Jake. We will go along with our theoretically speaking. Yeah, ladies are drawn to bros with tortured pasts. And, you know, that's pretty good inspiration to write a, a sad pop song or a sad uh, indie garage. Show. Really, I mean, their band, what is, they say they're going to be a prog rock duo. They're like a sad indie band. Yeah, that's not prog. <laughs> you know? I, I had a uh, funny note about when Ice King talks about prog rock because it, I thought it was a funny comment and, you know, the prog rock bands listed, at least in the, you know, definition that I read, like Pink Floyd, yes, King Crimson, Genesis, Jethro Tull, Rush, Kansas, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, which are all like 70s motivated yeah. prog rock bands. So I did have a theoretically speaking coming out of this episode. Okay, sure. That when the quote-unquote war happened, aka the Mushroom War happened, that it was in the late 70s, early 80s in normal people time because otherwise, I don't think Ice King would have remembered prog rock from a thousand <laughs> years ago. And, okay. and also, also, I want to give a spoiler drop why this theoretically speaking works that the Mushroom War happened in the 80s is that in a future... Marceline Ice King episode where they do actually do a full episode of them like living in the world, living in the freaking apocalypse. Uh, he puts on the crown and in order to make sure that he doesn't go crazy and then is able to take it off and come back to normalcy, he puts the crown on to defend Marceline and sings the Cheers theme song in order to like does he really? Back. Yeah, he's like, the making my way in this world today takes okay. everything you got. And so, like, again, power of song, but also supports my theoretically speaking that <laughs> it was in the 80s because he's singing the I damn guess. Cheers theme song. Oh, well, I can't I can't really debate it because I don't know enough about this show to sit here and, and argue against well, you. So I'll, I'll Once take we get it, to that episode, and, and unless you just, I know prog rock has evolved, but yeah. unless you think, yeah, I'm, well, so that know. was my that, prog rock tangent. That whole moment, though, is great with the uh, Ice King says, I'll get the princesses and you can get whatever it is that you're <laughs> into, which is a funny comment knowing that Marceline and Bubblegum were a thing. And then also mm -hmm. she had um, gosh, well, drawn you, you up You see her ash. shoot daggers. You see her shoot daggers at Simon when he's oh, yeah. singing about Bubblegum, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's a little bit of that and it's a little bit of like, Oh crap! This what? Where's this song going? Like, I don't know. We'll we'll get into it. But uh, she's wearing a no smoking shirt, which I think she wants to be straight edge. If you're asking me, so not a <laughs> prog rock duo. Um, no, she's she's definitely saying way more of the depressing Bonnie Bear <laughs> heavy yeah. bass in the song style music. Yeah, dude, it's so interesting that Ice King has a past room. He holds on to that. He hasn't gotten mm -hmm. rid of it yet. He's got all this junk and he felt it needed a, a space and clearly, you know, still wet with tears, as he says, the scrapbook is. So he visits it pretty regularly and cries down there. There's there's a part of him that fights the crown constantly, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. That was so fascinating that he has a he has a whole room dedicated to everything from his past, even if he you know, isn't looking at the picture of baby Marceline or young Marceline and going, oh my gosh, I remember this Marceline or whatever. He's just scribbling on the back and, and some sort of a stream of consciousness 
saying these very heartfelt lyrics. Yeah. Well, no, I. It, it's good to know that they're still wet because, again, he's in the Ice Kingdom. So over time, it would have frozen. Oh, shut, yeah, that's regardless. good point. So, so to, well, I was going to say, to your, to your <laughs> point, it was he regularly visits down there and regularly there's tears in the scrapbook. So there's some part of his goldfish brain that forgets that he has a the past room and to, goes down there probably more frequently than he even like remembers, you know? Mm-hmm. Man, he's just portrayed as an old man in this episode. Uh, at almost no point, other than the one point where he's screaming, you know, like, why? Why doesn't anybody love me? And he's shooting ice beams at the ceiling. Otherwise, he just feels like this this kind of just old guy who's been very lonely and left alone. And he comes in, he's like harmless, right? He comes into Marceline's house. And of course, she kind of begrudgingly lets him in. Uh, maybe there's something about, oh, let's write a song together that intrigued her just a little bit to allow her to go, okay, fine, I'll, I'll deal with this again. I know he's coming here. He's done this plenty of times before, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Because right? she was like, I'm not going to help you pick up babes. I'm not going to yeah. do that. But oh, then yeah. when, he, when he comes in going, I have something else in mind besides either being crazy or wanting to hook up with you or wanting to hook up with other babes. He's like, I just want to write a song. And so yeah. that's well, why she's and like he, willing to entertain the idea. Even right then, he's like struggling and he gets tangled up in the cords. And of course, Finn and Jake are like, oh, sweet, you caught him. Uh, but that's just him being an old man and, and struggling to, to with his mobility and stuff. <laughs> I think A little that bit. I mean, he's pretty, I mo- he's pretty mobile at that point. I mean, dude, I, I think I really do think that he had a different mentality about him this episode. Everything like at the beginning, he really did. Well, once he got to Marceline's house, there's something different happening in his mind that we haven't seen before or that we've seen little glimpses of. And I do think this is him like, cause he's lived way longer than he should have at this point. I think this is him like feeling his age a little bit, maybe at the beginning there. Okay. I could see that. I, I didn't really think about that myself, but because yeah. he climbed from the top of the fridge like a frog at the same time <laughs> as well. So like, yeah, maybe that's what threw me off a little bit about that. Well, but. if you're going to bring that, I mean, that's my tops. The, the, oh, my I'm tops is, up. it's that moment. It's the moment from after they sing the Oh Bubblegum song and he pushes her. So as soon as he pushes her, I'm going to say that's where my top starts and my top stops kind of when he says like, what you got there, an apple. And oh yeah, I can go into that. I mean, again, I do think it plays into his old man thing. Like he immediately forgot all those emotions he just had. So playing into the dementia aspect of his forgetfulness. And he's just like, oh, I, I'm sorry, I pushed you. And you feel him be so timid and so apologetic and he's like i'll just i'll just stay out of your way then he climbs on the fridge and like kind of hides in the corner in a sense uh and he says again i'm sorry i pushed you which that's not the ice king from season one at all yeah like i said it's you you see something and i and i think we had talked about it a while ago of like just even Finn and Jake entertaining the idea of him being around and not being a villain or a nuisance, you start to see a very different side of him come out. And it's it's what happens in this episode. It's, it's finally a little bit of Simon sneaking out here and there. 
And then the core of that even changing the Ice King to being not like, I'm going to be vicious and ruthless and freeze everything. It's going to be like, I'm sorry, I pushed you. I didn't mean to do that. Like, And yeah. that was a very mean, yeah, that was a meaningful, like, I'm sorry. It wasn't a, you know, tongue in cheek. No, I'm totally sorry. showing his heart, like straight up. And Marcin brings out the apple and he says, what you got there, an apple? And I think that's, again, his brain distracting itself, like constantly hopping to mm. the next thing, forgetting his feelings already. No wonder he's forgotten so much of his past. But that was my tops. I thought that moment was really special between the two of them. And I, I really enjoyed watching that. And it's so funny that it came right after a bubblegum, which is this goofy kind of like California girls by the Beach Boys ripoff, where he's just like, all these girls are chill. Like all these princesses yeah, all are these okay. All these girls are chill. They're okay. He's like, Wildberry Princess, <laughs> she could be better, you know. <laughs> but then there's the best one in the world, or, you know, I wish they all could be California girls is Princess Bubblegum. <laughs> I wish they could all be California girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's basically the... Because yeah, California girls is like, well, West Coast girls are, are hip. They really, you know, they're pretty sweet. And then those Southern girls... The way they kiss, they keep their boyfriends warm at night and, and all this like kind of like compliments, but I'm not committing to any of these other girls, which is what he does with the Wildberry Princess and they could be better sort of a thing. So I thought yeah. that was, I don't know if that's where they got that from, but to me or what Rebecca Sugar was channeling, mm -hmm. but I had to assume like it's kind of the California girls in a way. Yeah, <laughs> I see that. Who knows? It was probably pretty darn close to the time that California girls came out too when, when what? that song, when this episode was released, it had to have what, been California girls, but no, not. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about California girls, Katy Perry. <laughs> no, that's, dude, no, that's, that's my boy. That's my California girls. No, it's not. What dog? You're goofy. Ned. Yeah, I love Katy Perry. You're goofy. We're going to a commercial. We'll see <laughs> y'all right. in a minute. We're going to get a commercial. This ad is brought to you today by Songs, unlocking the power of memory and secret magic. Songs are more than melodies. They're keyholes to hidden realms of emotion and magic. Let them transport you to cherished memories and ignite your imagination. But that's not all. Songs possess secret magic powers. They fill your heart with courage, spark creativity, and unleash the extraordinary within. They can also give you ice powers, science powers, or even the power to make lovely princesses give you a smooch right on the mouth. With a donation of only $1 per day, you can support the Songstruck Society of Ooh, the guild of heroes and magical beings who harness the power of songs. We embark on adventures where melodies transcend boundaries and magic fills the air. Call now to donate and receive a free iHeart Music t-shirt and a CD of only Nickelback songs. And support our society to empower us and enslave the world through our musical magic. Disclaimer, Adventure Time and Songstruck Society are not affiliated with this podcast and in no way, shape, or form do Ned and Russell want to take over the world with their music. Welcome back from the commercial, everybody. I got a, a nice little break. I had a cough drop. I felt my throat choking up a little bit. Maybe I was getting sad. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe. not. Russell, Russell cried the whole ad. <laughs> yeah, I muted my... Sorry, I just screamed into my <laughs> mic. I muted my mic and then I cried the entire time. It was sweet. Um, Very sweet. I just have feelings, you know, and someone else who has feelings is Gunter or Gunter. I'm assuming this is Gunter. Can we assume that this is uh, the I, Gunter I had at the to beginning? Double, triple, quadruple check. Gunther, 
Goonty and Gunter are all the and, same penguin. And Goons. They, and Goons, yeah. They, yeah. It is, he has multiple penguins. I know he does call them all the same thing, but I think every time it's Gunter or Gunther or Goonty, okay. and it's one penguin, it's the same penguin. So Ice King sings the line, Gunter, do you even love me? And as y'all recall from last episode, we had a little bit of a debate about whether or not, like, I guess my theory was that that Gunter stays around and doesn't rebel against Ice King because he has real feelings for, like, he really loves Ice King. And, you know, as Ice King says, Gunter, do you even love me? Gunter has a heart that, that uh, in my anime, opinion... A little anime and, heart that, like... Yeah, I think it implies that he does love him and... Like I said, perhaps that's why he doesn't rebel. I, it could be argued, I will say, that maybe he just loves the wig. He's just really into that wig. And <laughs> I would understand that that's too. True. But his expression when Ice King is singing is so funny. It's just mouth wide open, eyes not blinking, just like, what is happening? The best audience to have is a bad the singer. The majority of that. Yeah, yeah seriously. Um, but anyways, I just I just wanted to touch on that because I was like, maybe that does imply that my theory from last week was sort of okay. It does back correct. it up way more than I had expected it could be backed up. So I give you I give you props for that one. For but sure. it could be the wig. He could just be into the wig. I, I don't know. Yeah. And just ice king in a wig only. Or more so. No, because he's like chewing like on the you. wig afterwards. I think he just something about the wig. Uh, yeah, I think he liked the wig. But <laughs> regardless, Ned, I I want to let's get into this first song. Or sorry, the second song. We talked about Oh Bubblegum. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Like I said, it's California Girls by the Beach Boys, Ned. No, by, by Katy the Perry. Beach Boys. <laughs> by Katy Perry. The, oh, the only gosh. California girls. <laughs> You're nuts. You're nuts. <laughs> Speaking of nuts, uh, the song is called Nuts. It's called Nuts. It's also by Rebecca Sugar. And I'll, I'll read through the lyrics real fast and kind of talk about what the verses mean, in my opinion, if that's cool. Um, the first verse, you're so annoying, you pitiful old man. I'd like to help you, but I don't know if I can. I thought you were nuts, but really, but you're really, really, really nuts. So that first verse is really just a realization uh, that your loved one is actually losing their their mental acuity. It's it's kind of that oh crap, like you are kind of nuts, and it's yeah. the hopeless feeling of not having a way to do anything about that. There's no way you can truly stop it from happening. You can only prolong uh, the, I guess, or like protect from it for a little bit, you know, by something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Mind well, games and, or something. There was yeah. some aspect behind it to where before, maybe she just thought he was being a crazy asshole. Yeah, And then exactly. she finally shows him like, this is you. This is yeah. pictures that, of you. This is things that you wrote down. And he doesn't remember. And that's like kind of yeah. what kicks her into like, oh gosh, like you really don't know what's going mm -hmm. on. Yeah, and there's just no way that she can do anything to, to stop it. I mean, I, I have a theory. My thought is that I, you could take the crown off and see what happens. I think at some no, point... It's, yeah, it, it, that one gets disproven all right, pretty well, quickly. My know? theory, my my theoretically speaking, my thought, my hopes was that at some point Ice King removes the crown permanently uh, toward the end of the series, which I think would cause some sort of a rapid aging or, or relatively rapid aging, uh, but it would allow for him to find true happiness and die at peace. And also it would allow our main characters, especially Marceline, 
to really experience the true Simon, the old Simon. And that's what I was hoping would, would happen, um, is at some point he would commit to removing the crown and, and stepping away from his powers. But like you're saying, it doesn't you're, you're, happen. You're, you're on the, you're, you're dipping your toe in the pool of, okay. of that. It's, it doesn't happen quite that cleanly. Trust me. Uh, yeah. They get, we'll they get really deep in the complexity of like the crown and all that stuff later okay. too. So, cool. but yeah, well, I'm verse, glad that that's your desire regardless. Yeah, definitely. After this episode, especially man, I, I want, Ice King to have some sort of a resolve that is mm-hmm. satisfying for us and especially for him. I think he yeah he needs it at this point. It's, um, it's the I mean this episode is the beginning episode of like what you want for him to have a redemption arc on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well. Okay. So the second verse. Every time I move, eventually you'll find me uh, and start and you'd start hanging around. Just another lame excuse to see me. Man, you're getting me down, which is pretty straightforward. I, we talked about it at the beginning of this. Yeah, I think we talked about, how she's been about their situation, uh, their near immortality, how they keep coming back to each other, whether it's subconscious or, or a conscious doing of so. And the last verse is, you know, I'm actually glad you, to see you. Maybe I'm the one who's nuts. And it's, yeah, it's like Marcelin's internal resolve on, on, What's happening? Every other lyric in this episode is reading from the back of a scrapbook or a photo of Marceline or something like that. But this song is just straight up from Marceline's heart, you know, with the uh, keyboard, I guess, is what was playing. The, the apple bumps into the keyboard. Yeah, and actually, well, it, on, a, on a weird factoid about that, and then I'll let you get right okay. back into the song. It was, um, where are my factoids? I'll get to it in a second because I have so many notes. It is a <laughs> come back to keep keep going on your thoughts. I'll go find my like yeah. my note again. It's it is a specific type of instrument and it's a good I don't yeah, know, no uh, pass over that factoid. Um for some reason I was thinking melodrum, but I don't I don't don't even know if that's an instrument. Anyways, so I just love the movements of the the syllables. I think that's what stands out most about the song to me is the way that the verses flow, that second verse, I actually listened to this song on 1.5 times speed on YouTube. And I was like, Marceline has bars. Like she straight up has bars mm-hmm. on this, this song. Uh, and I, I just really enjoyed it. I think it's pretty straightforward. I, I think it's just Marceline accepting what's happening and coming to terms with it. And I hope she wants, I hope after this episode, she does something or she pursues his happiness and pursues helping him in some way because freaking Finn won't do it. Finn knows that he's a human now and won't do anything to help him. Like, let's get back to your human ways. I want to talk to you. I want to learn about humans. He, no, no desire for any of that. So maybe Marceline will go. We, let's get the old Simon back. Well, we, I, I, we did see Finn call him Simon in um... one time. One time, one time. So Finn, re- there is a recognition now of again that he's a human, way beyond the point of like I think Finn, you know, is not gonna, like I'm not going to try crazy to get him back because he's been crazy forever. But then, yes, I I do also will will tell you that from this point on, this episode ends so well that Marceline does not keep running away. I think she does finally embrace, you know, Marceline, like we've even talked about in her episodes, she's doing a much better job of embracing her past, embracing her feelings, probably for the first time in a thousand years, confronting things 
really head on and going, this is not necessarily easy. This is stuff that I've suppressed for many, many years. Like again, her relationship with her dad, just eating, eating her fries and pushing him away for thousands of years, you know, or hundreds of years. Same yeah. with Ice King. I think that this is the, the reintroduction back into, hey, I keep you, every time that you stay around, I get more hurt, which is why I think she calls herself nuts in the song. But this is the beginning again through the rest of the show. He's around. She continues to call him Simon. She continues to humanize him. And what she really does after this episode is that she goes, I'm okay with who he is now. Um, she's been, I think, wow. so okay. resistant to the fact that they had this past and he's not that person anymore that she just ignores him. And really this episode, I think, is it is turns the tables and she's just like, you know what? Like, I love you. We have this past together and I'm just going to love you like where you are and who you are at the moment. Um, yeah. So it's a good, well, good change. I, I see that. For the man. show. Yeah. I mean, in that moment, right after she sings nuts, they go in for this hug and you can really see it on Marceline's face. She really like, it seems like she's been waiting forever mm-hmm. to hug to her do that, father yeah. figure again, to, to be like, just the embrace of this person who meant so much to her in the past. And of course, Ice King is a, a bit of a, a boner and freaking tries to kiss tries her, to but kiss her. it's a bummer. Um, but I just, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about how incredible music can be. And of course, you know, we, we both have an extreme passion for music, but what's so great about this episode is it's really just the feelings and memories that are expressed or channeled through music and through song and how easily that occurs. And, and then uh, I just, it made me think of different real life examples of songs that I love or feelings that I get from certain songs, you know? Uh, and the first one I wanted to bring up kind of cause a lot of this was like poetry essentially was Anthony Kiedis's poem that later became under the bridge, which of course is one of the, the biggest songs in the nineties. That's Red Hot Chili Peppers for those who don't know. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. Sorry. Uh, How dare you? It's one of the biggest songs of the (laughs) (laughs) nineties. No, but it's really just this incredibly heartfelt, like very, I'm putting my whole self out there. I was doing drugs, um, not me, but Anthony Kiedis doing drugs underneath a bridge and like he feels so alone and all that, like his home in Los Angeles is like, the only thing he has sort of a thing. And I, you know, there's a whole story about how Rick Rubin, when they were recording blood trigger, sex magic, Rick Rubin produced it. And he was, they were looking for lyrics and Anthony had this book of poems he had written and Rick Rubin flipped through it and found that poem and was like, this is good. Like you need the, this needs to be a song. And Anthony's like, it's just a poem. Like, I don't know, but like was, Un, unsure and didn't want to trust in that, but they went for it and it became one of their biggest songs uh, ever, you know? And then I think of my own personal feelings, songs that really bring something out in me. I mean, Frank Sinatra's something, uh, something Stupid, right? Which is just a cute love song. I mean, it's just nuts, man. It's crazy that uh, something like that, or That's Life, which is a song that gets me in that mood of like, Man, things are tough sometimes. Things are really hard. Or like today, today was a tough day at work uh, and you feel like you got knocked around or, or kicked or whatever. 
but you got to get back up and and that's life does that for me. Yeah, I know. I feel that. I, well, I had, I'm glad you brought that up too, because I, I had the same thoughts around the power of music and, and the power of like song itself. And this episode specifically, not just like music invoking an emotion, but emo- evoking something from your past, because there truly is like science behind connecting music with memories. And again, kind of with, you know, treating. Uh, Alzheimer's patients, a lot of it has to do around like, well, like, can you tell me about when you were 25? And then like playing a song of what came out when they were 25. And like, Alzheimer's patients will remember every word to a song, but not remember like their children's name. So like, there's something very scientific with like the dopamine released with your frontal cortex lighting up when you hear music. And so my songs I had about that were not necessarily songs that evoke strong emotions in me, but I've, and I'm sure I have more than this, but, um, there's a song (laughs) called longer by Dan Fulberg that my mom used to sing me as a kid, like when I was falling asleep. Yeah. And so like, I can hear that and it just like immediately takes me there. Teleports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's great. Dude. And then every time I hear, uh, there's a small band out of Athens guys called Reptar. And (laughs) I, I spent that whole summer we had no Wi-Fi. We were watching big Reptar fan. Okay. Oh yeah, I was a big Reptar fan. But that whole summer, we didn't have any Wi-Fi. So like, if we weren't watching uh, rented DVDs of Breaking Bad in our room, we were. I was sitting out on the roof at summer because our AC also sucked. Just in my boxers, in a chair on the roof, smoking a cigarette, listening to Reptar. So every time I hear that song, it just like takes me back to like. <sighs> A naked oh, summer wow. night with a cigarette in my hand, and I was like, and it was, and, and it was such a vibe. So like, I vibe on that. I, I always hear that Reptar song and be like, just taken back there, no matter what. So Dang, it's kind dude. of, but like, you know, I I wouldn't feel that feeling unless I heard that song. So that's like the huge power of like music in that. Regard, oh, it's incredible. Know? It's incre- It's like like smell can do that too. But exactly, but I, I totally agree. I mean, you but know, smell's not about- necessarily emotional. No, but memory. Yeah. Music will trim I think music will trigger a memory based on like the emotion you felt yeah. at the moment. No, you know? Yeah, definitely. I remember whenever I listened to the Beach Boys, I get teleported back to high school. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. I had uh driving home from like there's a specific moment when I was driving home from high school in my ninety-three accord, the windows down, blasting Beach Boys greatest hits because I had just gotten it and I fell completely and utterly in love with it. And I was like, I'm probably the only kid in this high school. Like, I thought it was so cool. I was like, I'm the only kid in this high school, like, blasting the Beach Boys. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> you were a hipster because you were listening to the Beach Boys. Yeah, I know. I discovered this incredible <laughs> band that everybody's heard of, you know? <laughs> so silly. But uh, Hey, but I yeah, felt no, that same way great. when I discovered Pink Floyd on my own. And I, I oh, thought I was go. really deep and uh, meaningful because <laughs> I listened to Dark Side of the Moon all the way through and I was like man nobody else gets this man yeah no one's ever had that moment no one's ever had this emotion before (laughs) uh well let's get back into the episode so so Marceline shows him a clipping from a a newspaper before the war as she Mm -hmm. says and it's Simon getting out of a black car in front of what looks to me like a government building and he's holding in his hand the Enchiridion, I believe. Mm-hmm. It sure yeah, it, looks yeah, like Yeah, 100% Enchiridion. is. Yeah, it says the Enchiridion on the outside. Did we know that? Did, did we know this already? Honestly, Am I, I forgetting? 
I've seen the show so many times at one time I read the notes. I did not know Simon was the one that discovered or rediscovered or uncovered the Enchiridion. So wow. Okay. It's a it's around because of him. So yeah. I would assume that he protected it through the mushroom war. And that's why it like still exists. Interesting. I'm so curious. I would love to know more of what's inside the Enchiridion than you if it was learn, written so long ago. You will learn next week. Next week? You will learn next week what the Enchiridion oh, does. It is okay. coming soon. Yeah, sweet. That's great. Well, Ned, I mean, that moment, you know, the newspaper has lyrics, funny enough, too, from the first song of the mm-hmm. episode. But I believe that's when Marceline starts reading the scribbles on the back. Oh, she takes the young the photo she, she of her. She takes the photo of herself. But she's out, like, yeah. you took this. <laughs> you don't remember yeah. this, Simon? And she starts reading the back of it, the scribbles, and quickly realizes that those scribbles are him sharing his thoughts about their shared past. And that song, dude, I Remember You by Rebecca Sugar is phenomenal. Yeah. I, I've had it stuck in my head for... I mean, and I like again at the beginning, I talked about how I don't think things are super refined or like the most beautiful songs ever, but there's something about these songs that maybe it's just one moment. Like the beautiful moment in this song for me is that first line it's Marceline, is it just you and me at the, or sorry, Marceline, it's just you and me in the wreckage of the world that must be so confusing for a little girl. That, for whatever reason, that line kept playing over and over again in my head. And I just, I love it. I think those are such deep thoughts that he must have written this down forever ago. I don't think this was mm-hmm. like a recent lyric no, that, that he wrote. That, the point of those lyrics that she keeps digging for is that she realizes that he did rip them out of his scrapbook. So these are things that he was writing That's to right. her for the future of saying like, these are yeah. the last moments of my full sanity. And I'm going to like, send you send you a message into the future he probably thought that she was going to find it you know a week later not yeah a thousand years later but he was i think in the last moments of him before he left before they had to part ways that this was like he had to vocalize it on paper because i think he was kind of going semi insane even at totally the time nuts. too yeah i mean in that second verse you hear let's see this magic keeps me alive but it's making me crazy and i need uh to save you but who's gonna save me please forgive me for whatever i do when i don't remember you which is so interesting because while she's singing this or yeah or he's, he's like playing smiling it. playing the drums and she playing. looks up at him Crazy chaotic drums. He's totally unfazed by the lyrics. He's like, wow, those are good mm-hmm. lyrics. And doesn't, no memories come back to him, nothing. He's just like, wow, you know, that's pretty sick yeah. if I wrote that. That's that's pretty impressive. Like, But no meaning uh, attached to the lyrics really yeah. gets. And that mm-hmm. line too, right as he's saying that is when I don't remember you. He clearly doesn't remember writing the song, doesn't remember the lyrics, doesn't remember anything in the past. And yeah, well, and again, that, I mean, that moment. supports, it supports the moment of like Marceline changing her mentality about the Ice King moving forward is that she finally hears that. She finally gets a little bit of resolve and a little bit of closure of, yeah, he's pissed me off. And there was tons of times, and this is some spoiler, where he, she didn't want him to put the crown on in the past, but he would do it constantly to protect her. He'd be like, I have to put the crown on. I have to protect you. I have to use my ice powers. I have to, do it over and over and over again. And she kind of got pissed because she was like, you can't do that anymore if you're going to be with me. Um, 
So this is, I think, her closure of finally him going like, please forgive me when I don't remember you because he knows he's like going down that path. And so I think that this is the change in her heart of going, I will, I, I will you forgive for you her. for being insane because you did it for me. You know? Yeah, the, the magic keeps me alive. I'm in that moment. And then right next to that is, I need to save you, but who's going to save me? So it's like what you're saying. I, I can only picture as someone who's never seen the show before, like him struggling to go, I have to wear this crown because it's allowing me to keep her safe for a mm-hmm. longer period of time. And I'm not aging yeah. and that's a they, good thing, but I am going me- crazy. It gives me another, theoretically speaking, again, it's probably something maybe other people have thought was obvious until I watched I watched this episode again for the 50th time, is that, okay, she's half human, half uh, demon at this point, right? And he's got the magic crown that kept him alive through the mushroom war and is keeping him alive for thousands of years. There is a chance that one, that she ages way slower because she's the half demon. And he doesn't age at all because he's got the crown. So like, there's a chance that they were with each other, like going through the post-apocalyptic world for like a hundred years, you know? Possibly. I don't know how fast he got crazy. Maybe there was something right after the aftermath of the mushroom war that she specifically needed protecting from. Do you? Yeah, there there is some of that. But like, when when you see, I think in when. In this he goes crazy fast, dude. He goes crazy pretty fast from what we saw well, from Holly Jolly Secrets. He goes crazy pretty fast from Holly Jolly Secrets, but then there's other indicators in the show, like in what we saw in this episode, she gets Hambo, which is her stuffed um, bear thing. Okay. Fresh, you know. Now, in the past episodes, I think it was in one of the, even the, um, oh, the episode where Finn and Jake run through Marceline's memory memories. Of memory, I think. Memory yeah. of a memory. Hambo's like beaten up and worn and torn, like a kid who's been dragging a toy around at least for five years. She's still a little kid. And then later on in the show, when the moment happens when he does leave, she's still probably like seven or 10 years old. Okay. Um, So bare minimum, bare minimum, it's been like four to five years. But again, they both age differently. So... It, I mean, it really, and then by the time that Marceline's kind of on her own, there's micro societies, there's vampires, there's these creatures of ooh that if it was taken on by natural evolution would take hundreds of years to develop. So like, yeah, there's a good chance they spent like 50 something odd years together. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Just, just a deep, a nuts. deep thought adventure time kind of thing. Okay. No, I'll take your word for it. I think that's a pretty good thought. I mean, from what I can tell so far. Yeah, sorry. This that's more of me like going back, digging deeper on these episodes. I'm learning new things about it too. Yeah. Well, hey, I didn't like Ice King's drumming on this on that song. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it is a pet peeve of mine of like asynchronatic, asynchronic drumming, whatever you call it, asynchronous drumming. I can't because because I've heard you stumble with it. I I can't even. So I'm not <laughs> is even is it an, it's an actual thing though, right? Yeah, syncopated. Uh, syncopated. But it's like asyncopated. Maybe is what you're trying. I don't know if that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's Where it's like slightly offbeat on kind of purpose. Upbeat, yeah, yeah. So just syncopated. Jazzy. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite. I mean, it's improvisational certainly, and he's again. I think it's him not fully taking in what's going on in the song and him just kind of like vibing out on the drums and jamming 
when really he should be being affected by these lyrics that he wrote mm-hmm. and it should be this huge revelation but he's so deep in it at this point there's there's none of that unfortunately yeah um no it's, but i wanted it but i i wanted it but i didn't want it i, I, I wanted, wanted him to it. play some crisp drums he is a good drummer though i can tell you that well i didn't want the drums Better. i just wanted that moment for him i, I wanted him to go holy crap you know let yeah. me be normal for a second it, yeah it, it's don't don't have high expectations with the Ice King in general have high expectations for his storyline and his arc and his redemption okay. story. So it's it's a long they're they're going for the long play here. Yeah, clearly, we've seen the but, Al twice. I mean, <laughs> sorry, think about the <laughs> other long plays where you know there was a moment where the Al is just like you're nuts. Yeah, well, and again, wait two more episodes and we'll get some more Cosmic Owl. Oh shoot, he's coming back. Yeah, about getting, time. I'm telling you, this episode and then the next three are like I think the best back to back to back to back episodes in Adventure Time. Cool. I, I constantly always start back at season four, season five when I like pick back up the show out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, do you have anything for me before we get into lessons, Ned? Yeah, I've got one more theoretically speaking that I kind of realized this episode that I never really deep thought before is that you do see Simon at the end of this episode. He has in the past, when he's handing Marceline uh, Hambo, want a science parasite in his pocket, like right, yeah, which proved, I missed that. which, okay. which pro- and you see it actually in, I think even in the past episode, but definitely he always has that little science parasite in his pocket. And what you do learn is that Betty, his his muse, um, was also a scientist to a degree, and I was like, oh my gosh his song about bubblegum, right? That all these princesses are okay. All these princesses is fine, but bubblegum, you can't compare. Is that bubblegum's a scientist. That's her main thing. Her main thing is science. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's not just obsessed with bubblegum because she's hot. It's because bubblegum reminds him of Betty because she's a scientist. And I was like, I just, we'll talk about that way more at a later episode. That's as much as I'll say about it. Yeah. But I was like, that was just a shocking realization moment to me that there is a reason he actually oh, likes sure. bubblegum, except for being creepy. Um, That's great. The instrument that uh, they do play is called an Omnicord. Omnicord. Um, it okay. is a keyboard-like harp that was popular by the Suzuki company in the 80s. Um, and that cool. Rebecca Sugar does actually play one uh, when she writes the songs for this episode. Oh, dang. That's so great. I thought that was I thought that was really cool that, that it was actually played, and it was actually played by Rebecca Sugar as well. Um. Other than that, though, I don't think I have too many other uh, flashback. Mm-mm. Nah, we we hit everything that I had before we get to our <laughs> our our lessons over here. We yeah, we hit tops. Lovely's got to be the Ice King for sure. I think we didn't even yeah. say that, but Lovely's the Ice King it was kind of a kind of an unspoken thing this episode. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, he's my lovely, and a lot of that was just me hoping that he gets you know, his moment at the end of the show, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, don't, hang tight, hang tight. <laughs> hang in for the long haul. Oh, I'm here, baby. But uh, what's your what's your lesson? My lesson, let's see. I've got, you know, search for patience, which is kind of getting back to the dementia thing, I guess, a little bit. Mm. Uh, it just doesn't always come easy. And Marceline is definitely having to figure that out this episode. And... Mm. I don't know how I can apply that into my own life right now, but 
patience is something that I think we all can work on, certainly. Um, and then the other one was kind of create like no one is listening, which I think is really great. That's kind of what they're doing. They're channeling mm-hmm. their emotions and their thoughts and their memories this episode as they're creating music. And they're doing it for themselves. There's no audience. No one's there to listen and no one will ever, well, we we do, but no one will ever and ooh, listen to this and it's not going to make them famous or nothing. They're just doing it because creating music is is beautiful and is a lot of fun. And I talked to Allie about this and she had a little bit of a lesson herself and hers was kind of more to what I was saying about Finn and Jake earlier this episode. So sorry, Ned, for your tops of this <laughs> I wasn't episode. defending them. I just liked Jake's line in that <laughs> So Allie says, some moments just aren't for you. And this episode wasn't for Finn and Jake to, inje- to interject. Uh, it was about Marceline and Ice King having their time together. Yeah. Well, I think that, I think the writers did that pretty good of having them show yeah. up like it was going to be their episode and then whoosh, push them back in the background. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, my lessons actually kind of go hand in hand with yours, like kind of a, a little mirror image. I, first one's like music, music's a powerful thing that the, what we all talk, we just talked about the whole hour here is that it invokes emotion. It unearths feelings it unearths moments. It connects people. So just, that's a very cheesy blanket statement lesson. <laughs> yeah. um, and my second one is it was, it was a combo. It was, there's two ways to phrase it. And each one kind of hits on like what I'm really trying to invoke as a lesson is don't push people away. But like really that one kind of fits in, in hand with don't give up on your loved ones because yeah, I like that. Marcy, that. you know, he, he hurts Marcy every time he doesn't remember it. Do, it is very hurtful. It's very hard for her. But she finds so much more resolve and so much more peace by coming to terms with where Simon's at. And I think it's it's more it's more of her suffering by pushing him away and dealing with what feels good in the moment rather than embracing it, getting past it, getting over it, and then learning how to cope with it at the end of the day, if that makes sense. So yeah. that would be like the thing is like don't give up on like people you truly love when they're in dark moments when they're dealing with depression, when they're dealing with Alzheimer's, when they're whatever it is. Um, and if it's hurtful for you, like, like you can be the, the strong one in those situations, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a little deep, but let's, that's good. Oh man, that's, we've done 58 minutes of emotion. Russell, I need your recommendation for this week. I need a happy My recommendation. recommendation? This week. A happy recommendation. Okay. We got to skip it then. I'm just kidding. It's pretty happy. <laughs> I've got a happy uh, one too. Today or this week, we got a vinyl that I ordered months and months ago. It was the Over the Garden Wall soundtrack. So, Ooh. of course, last year we watched Over the Garden Wall for the first time, and me and Ali both fell the, in love with oh, it. The, the score is beautiful. It's on that whole so, show. so good. There's one song on side B that I'm like, <laughs> they could have not included this, but most of the songs are like a minute, minute and a half long. So, I understand why they would throw everything on there that they have. Mm-hmm. But it's a great soundtrack. I can't wait for it to just kick off my fall when we put that on September. It is it is 15th. a complete fall mood. Like oh, it's yeah. sad, but it's comforting at the same time. It's beautiful. So good. Yeah, it makes me really want to do a uh, over the garden wall themed party this year. That'd be fun. So we'll see. We might do it. We'll, I'll we'll just dress you know, up in all black and be the black sludge. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, what's your rack, man? Uh, my recommendation is a good old-fashioned mojito. Mm, okay. 
I just, well, I went to Miami last week, obviously, and I'm not a rum guy, but dadgum, dude, just a crisp mojito on a 100 degree day is is the most refreshing thing in the world. Okay. And they do it down there. They put like a bunch of mint and a fresh cane, like a fresh cut sugar cane in the mojito. Yeah, man. The way they do it down there in Miami. Are you kidding me? Mojitos in Miami, dog? Yeah. It was was a wonderful experience. (laughs) That sounds great. And I, then, yeah, like I said, I, ne- I needed to have a not video game or movie recommendation yeah. this week. And so I was so like, back to the old ways, the alcohol beverages, the alcohol. Yeah. I've, I've, I've highlighted a good whiskey and a good wine here and there. So I'll highlight a like mojito it. today. I like it. Well, dude, we've got some, uh, travelers logs that I want to highlight real fast. Uh, and we'll have more next week as well. Um, but real fast, we'll go through two quick ones and then Ned, I know you have one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are more, the two that I'm going to read are a little bit more of just like, Hey, I enjoy the podcast sort of a thing, but they were really great. And I wanted to shout them out. Um, so a traveler named Owen wrote in and he talks a little bit about his journey for, he's been watching it like four or five times in the past two years. He just loves the show a ton. He's been listening to the podcast. Um, and then, so I just love that. He says, sometimes I had put the podcast on in the background Tending to, you know, just listen to it alongside of like while he's doing something else entirely. Uh, and then he ends up listening to the podcast and dropping whatever it is that he was doing. We're <laughs> <laughs> too that distracting. Is, that's like such a compliment. I, I thought that was so sweet. Um, and then he goes on to say, I especially appreciate how despite you two being Christian, you're able to go beyond your beliefs and your upbringing to examine the show in a way that is accessible to a wider audience as well as invite other views to the table, which, I mean, Ned, I, I know that's kind of what we hope people yeah. take away from no, this. I'm, I mean, absolutely. That, well, I'm glad that we have feedback on that now that nobody gosh, yeah. thinks that we're ever like, we, we have an opinion, but we don't have a bias when we think Try this show to, is the most certainly. accessible show in the world for everybody, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we want the podcast to be that way too. You know, we want the podcast to be for everybody to to love and to enjoy. Um, and neither Ned nor I, in my opinion, are very controversial. Like, we're not uh, people that want to have conflict with people. Like, you know, I've talked before where my my kind of whole thing is just like I just want to love on people, and mm-hmm. I hope that's how I come off. You know, certainly. So, and I think Ned's. I'm sure you're the same yeah. way though. You're yours is a little bit more like I'm just I just want Star Wars. You're just a Star Wars guy, but you know, <laughs> right, right, right. I, I never talk about deep things in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, never talk about deep things. Anyway, so back to Owen. Uh, so, so, so super excited to hear you guys get into the next two episodes and other episodes like uh, see Poohoy. I don't know the Fern episode. Oh, I think it's I think it's called uh, like Fooey. Like oh, Fooey? that's Fooey. Okay. I, th- I think and the that's coconut the crab in the pool, my favorite. And hear what you both have to say about the more can- uh, canonical seasons six through nine, mm-hmm. as you've uh, covered so much already, even with less canon to work with. And to hear Russell fall in love with the show in the same way I did, in the same way I'm sure Ned and the rest of the listeners did. Six seasons and a movie, best Owen. No DJ name. Owen, come on. What are you doing? Just kidding. Thank you so much. That was great. Come on, come on. No DJ name. <laughs> no DJ name. What are you? What are do you, you want to? Um, you want to do the next log before I get to the next one? Yeah, real fast. I'll I'll read through this one. So this is from Kayla. No DJ name. What the heck, Kayla? You'd know better than that. Uh, she's written in. 
many a time. So very happy to have them right in again. Uh, so hi, Russell and Ned. I'm surprised to hear that you both really didn't care for the hard easy. While I agree it is more of a creepy episode, it's one of my favorites solely for the voice acting. I also think the uh, Frog Prince is the voice of Captain Knuckles from Flapjack, if I'm not mistaken, which is not one that I personally have watched. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I've done that one since I was like 16. She goes on to say, I'm very excited for you both to review the last three episodes of season four, each of them important in their own way, especially the Marceline episode, which we talked about today uh, that's coming up. I won't write you an essay this time. She is known <laughs> uh, for the Traveler's Logs for writing very long, awesome uh, emails, but I'm glad this one's very short, uh, but just wanted to reach out and tell you to keep up the good work. I'm enjoying the show as always. P.S. Hey, Russell. I've been getting into One Piece more recently. No, oh, I'm no. screaming because this is for you. I'm, let me just reread this. Hey, Russell, I've been getting into One Piece more recently from your recommendation all the way back when, and it's so good. I can't believe I've been sleeping on it. I just made it to Fishman Island with love, Kayla. Ned, Fishman Island is... She's almost caught up to me. <laughs> that is <laughs> only, so Only far. 700 episodes in. Kayla, I I, I want to say Fishman Island is like 500 and something. Like, oh my stars. That is awesome. That's so sick. All right. What's what's the traveler's log you have? Thank you, Kayla. I've got one from one of our favorite travelers, Crystal. She writes in a good bit, but she is one of our highly engaged fans. We love Crystal. And she goes, as a Texan, sorry, Crystal. That was a great way to start off a paragraph. <laughs> as a Texan. Yikes. She says, I. She says, I feel so seen after this past episode. Let's be clear. There is not just one Bucky's in Texas. There are 34 out of 46. We were oh talking about Bucky. Bucky's, the uh, gas station that just is in Georgia. We only have like two of them in this state. Yeah, I got to agree. She said, this is bussy. the biggest accomplishment that Texas has ever made. Not oil because that ruins the environment, but Bucky's <laughs> beautifies it. Currently, <laughs> I'm wearing my Bucky's boxers and t-shirt, my mom's wardrobe who is admittedly too obsessed, consists entirely of Bucky's t-shirts ever since oh, no. she retired. She's, <laughs> she gets a matching pair with my dad. My dog wears Bucky's collars and eats out of a Bucky's food bowl in Texas. In between each Bucky's, there is billboards that tells you how far away you are from the next Bucky's, even if it's over 300 miles away. At my Bucky's in, I won't say the city, Texas, you get 20 cents off a gallon if you buy a car wash. <laughs> they project a mini buggies on your windshield and he changes with the seasons <laughs> sometimes if you're lucky bucky will be there in a mascot gear and you get to take a picture with him it's the best thing to get a bucky's while on the road the cold dr pepper courtesy of waco texas pulled pork sandwich and a freshly wrapped teriyaki jerky just like the average texan everything's bigger in texas much love crystal aka dj tex and she puts in parentheses i do not own cowboy boots so <laughs> I thought that she, I thought it was oh great that she gosh. got a good kick out of our Bucky's rant that we did the other week. Dude, you could get cowboy boots at Bucky's. What are you yeah, doing? You, you can get Bucky's brand cowboy boots. Crystal. I'm sure you can. There's no I'm way sure you your can. mom. I'm sure your mom probably has them. <laughs> Dude, I need to go to the home base of Bucky's, wherever that is in Texas. I got to go. Yeah, it's I'm be, sure it's, it's the OG. Massive. It's like a whole town. I'm, I'm, it's got to be, right? It's Anyways, that's, that's nuts. Thank you for writing in. Uh, none, none of these were theories or whatever about the show, but I appreciate the responses, nevertheless. <laughs> these are so good. Um, They're all very good. 
Yes. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us for as long as you have this week. And um, if you haven't yet, you can follow us on words. I'm tired. Today was rough. We're here. We're doing this, Ned. Instagram, never in any adventure podcast. TikTok, never in any adventure cast. Twitter, NEA underscore podcast. We're on threads, I guess. I don't know. I can't log into we, it. We're, Whatever. We, we've got one post on threads now because we're cool and hip and young. Yes, but we will yes. All hopefully things. post there. Yo, email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on the Traveler's Log. We love having Traveler's Logs. I got to send Ned uh, Owens after this at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. Get hyped for a Patreon. It's it's coming. We're working on it. Uh, I know Allie right now is working on the artwork for it, and it looks freaking fire. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. And we're going to have a little little podcast on the Patreon for those who subscribe. So can't wait for little that. Mini, little mini cast little to mini hear cast. us talk about other shit other than Adventure Time sometimes. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be other things other than Adventure Time. It'll be continued thoughts from the episodes. It'll be, you know, whatever we, we make it, whatever we're doing, but it'll be good. It's NEA and beyond, as you know. So mm. thank you so much, everybody. I hope you all have a great week. Uh, stay positive. It can be rough, but it can be great. And it'll be great again. Party forever. Mm.